You're listening to All Things Azeroth, Episode 701, Anduin Pro Skater. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2021. That's bit.ly slash atareads2021. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Ellie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medrus. And with me, I have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. Oh, hey. How you doing, bud? Uh, I'm, hmm. I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm surviving. I'm surviving. We also have Allie. Hey, Allie. Oh, hi. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm wrapped up in a blanket all cozy and stuff because it's cold in my room and it's cold outside not as cold as it is up there apparently but um yeah just staying warm and ready to geek out a bit not that cold so up apparently here. mother nature apparently mother nature heard me mocking that we are winter peg menace nova but we were getting like plus temperatures <laughs> in january and decided to say really hold my beer you jinxed it it's all your fault yep Hey, hey Metros, it's only it. going to be minus 46 with the wind chill tonight. Minus oh 47, actually, with the wind chill. Oh, the one I read said minus 46. Either way, it's a degree. At that temperature, it's not going to really matter. <laughs> Either way, it's horrible. Let's be it's honest. It's bleeping cold. That's all, that's all it is. It's just bleeping cold. I, I, I made the mistake. I, took, I had to take the garbage out before the show. And uh, I said, oh, well, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, it's like 150 feet. Take the garbage, take the recycling garbage out, take the, gar- the things to the curb, garbage day tomorrow. No problem. I'll go in what I'm wearing. T-shirt and shorts. What? No. Um, just, no. I, I was regretting that uh, before I hit the garbages and uh, was really regretting it by the time I got back inside. And, and then went and, and went, got in bed and covered myself up because I was cold. <laughs> I wonder why. Funny story. <laughs> oh my! Um, after, you know, Josie, I'm going to say your funny stories—they always go so interesting when you start with that. <laughs> after I after I finished working out today, um, I was still my workout stuff. So like a tank, a tank, and like a pair of sweats. And I too noticed that my garbage needed to get taken out, so I just took the garbage out like that. Um... Don't do that. <laughs> because, like, in addition to, you know, it just not being proper winter wear, I was also very sweaty. <laughs> and uh, my fingers definitely stuck to the metal, metal handle of my patio door. Yeah. You both are just geniuses tonight, aren't you? My goodness. That, that would happen. <laughs> um, uh, were, were you were you uh, steaming your way to the garbage can? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Hundy pee button. Hundy pee button. 
Wow. Yeah. So, Ali, uh, anything you did today that, that needs to be mentioned? Just so we don't feel bad? I, I wish, but nothing nothing that I could think of. Nothing to that All extreme? Right. Definitely, so definitely not that extreme. So we know the smart person on this show is tonight. <laughs> tonight. And most nights. Not every night, but tonight. No, not, not most nights. I have plenty of stupid moments. Just they didn't happen today. <laughs> All right. For once. All right, then. Well, uh, let us talk about our weekend wow, shall we? Um, so which raider wants to go first? Toast is going to talk about the raid this week. It's All right, well, Ali, how would you tell us your week, then? <laughs> it was a pretty good week. I did the first layer of Twisting Corridors again with a friend because he hadn't done it yet. So that was a lot of fun. And did some, you know, Torgas for the Soul Ash. And... I think of anything to know. I did finally upgrade my Queen's Conservatory to level two so I can get my soul shape gulper, you know, the, the frog one. Potentially mm. a turtle one as well. And, uh, wait, there's a turtle one? Once you, yeah, there's a turtle one. So once you like upgrade the seed, the, the conservatory, like there's certain things you plant to basically upgrade your wild seeds to grow things rebirth the souls and whatnot and there is a potential that if i did it right one of the ones i have growing right now that's gonna pop and i think two hours could potentially have my frog in it so i'm pretty excited right now feeling pretty good about that i that's all i've ever wanted to in in, in childlands is to to be to, to be my my frog soul shape so i mean I will have won the entire expansion already, potentially within two hours. I feel good about it. What are you going to do for the rest of the expansion then, Allie? You put all your eggs in a basket that's very <laughs> easily accessible. Clearly, I'm going to happily hop around as a frog for the rest of the expansion, going hop, hop, hop. Oh, and you're a blink and, frog. Like, yeah, I'm going to blink frog it, and it's going to be amazing. And so really... The rest of the expansion, I'm just going to be happy being my frog self. I think you mean you're going to be hoppy. It's going to be glorious. Yes, I'm going to be hoppy. <laughs> uh, what else did I do? So I, I did my stream last night and I worked some more in my DK for Threads of Fate. I got her to 56, which was pretty great. Did, did, did a lot of good questing with her. It's kind of nice. Like, It's still not my favorite way to quest, I've decided. But sometimes you'll get those times where you get a side quest because you can do side quests for threads of fate that lines up with what would be a world quest, except you're not 60 yet. So it's a bonus objective, but it's the same thing. So it's really nice when those line up. So you can do like, you know, two birds, one stone kind of thing. And that helped a lot last night. Like I got a lot further because of that and it felt pretty good. So that's, that's something I enjoyed it. And I'm eager to get her to, 60, so I can start doing Covenant story stuff with her and then start leveling another tune. Yeah, just kind of plugging along, did a Mythic Plus with some friends, and it was a plus seven spires. We didn't do it in time, but we completed it, so that was good. And that's about it, really. Did some more mod quests and got my Venari rep up and everything, but nothing too notable. Um... Toasty, you wanna you want you want to talk about your stuff and raid? 
Uh, yeah, that's actually all I'm going to be talking about because I didn't get up to much else last week. Uh, it was a it was a rough week last week, so it was only raining for me. Um, so we did we did the usual. We 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 ta- we cleared out normal again, which was fantastic. Uh, got everybody who missed out on the normal kill their kills, um, and then we hit heroic. I want to say that we hit all of our killed bosses on Wednesday night. And then Thursday was just progression. Yes. And and progression went really well. Uh, we got we got hunts we got heroic huntsman down. Finally figured out how we we, we were gonna manage Beargas or whatever his name is. <laughs> We'll go with that. Yeah, the 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 bear thing that spawns the spirit <laughs> bears. Except it's not really a bear; it's a it's a gargan. Um, so we got that down, and then we faced our most difficult encounter of all. Oh my god! The heroic rats in that sewer after Huntsman. Oh, <laughs> that's not what I was gonna say, but okay. Those rats. Like that's the hardest encounter in the game. <laughs> um, rats is your hardest encounter. Yo, yo, the, the the debuff that those rats give you can stack thirty times. <laughs> it is pretty nasty, and I can't uh, master spell it, so it's pretty nasty. Yeah, it's it's not great. Uh, See, I thought you were gonna say hungering destroyer because from a healing standpoint, that fight is an absolute pain. No, you're you're going with the rats. I mean, hungering destroyer was was a difficult encounter for us. I'll give you that, but you know what? Like, I honestly think that maybe if somebody had expected to wraith walk a little bit sooner, we would have been okay. <laughs> Dear Lord, I'm kidding, Sarah. Sarah, I'm out. Like, <laughs> don't 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 kick me, please. He's totally gonna kick you now. <laughs> But yeah, we got we got we got Devourer down too, which was fantastic. Uh, which means that we that we're now getting a piece of heroic gear in our vaults this week, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Of course, the things I want right now are gloves and a helm, but uh, none of those bosses want to drop them for me. So you know, whatever. I'm okay with my blue, with my blue helm and gloves. It's fine. I'm not bitter. I'm a little bitter. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, that's about all I got up to in WoW last week. What about you, Midras? Uh, so, uh, let's see. Um, I don't know that I mentioned last week, uh, but I actually got my first Paragon cash uh, for Bastion. Um, I think I had like a pet in it. Didn't really have anything super interesting in it, but, I mean, it's pretty cool anyway. And this week I got my Death Knight up to 57 and a half. He's now done Ardenweald and on his way to Bastion. I'm going to keep on an eye on uh, world quests in uh, the other three zones, see if there's any of, the, that are any of the, the fun and easy ones, as I call them. Um, like the flying ones for Two of the three flying ones for Kyrian, 
uh, the run run around and light the fires in Maldraxxus, or, or the throwing the skull in Maldraxxus. It's a pretty fun one. Uh, the Animacone one in Ardenweald, as well as I mean, pretty any any of the ones that change your shape in Ardenweald are pretty fun. Um, and then like Revendreth, like the the serving the party one. The um, so what else is there? Not Revendreth. Uh, the drop the supplies one's pretty easy and fun, and so on. Uh, so, you know, we're gonna watch for those, because I, I don't know that Bastion's gonna give me quite enough XP to hit 60 by the end of it, uh, so I kind of want to give myself a bit more of a buffer, uh, at this point, having seen kind of where I was when I left that area. So, uh, I also, uh, remembered from seeing somebody on this mount that Blanche is a thing you can get in-game. Yeah. So... I went looking for that, uh, got found a good guide for that, and began that process. Uh, totally did not see Blanche yesterday, but I was kind of not really paying attention too much in-game to actually, like, note when Blanche arrived and stuff. So that kind of didn't didn't happen as it should have. Uh, so I'm still on day one of that, but I've got everything I need for the, the next two days. So I might just park my... my demon hunter there and just wait for the, the horse to show up. Uh, I did go get the... Uh, what was the mount? It was the one in... The Shimmer Mist Runner in Ardenweald. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. That... I mean, I knew there was a trick to it, but I didn't know what the trick was. I, I knew that every time I came into that clearing, I saw the horse and I take like three steps into the clearing and the horse vanished. And I'm like, what's going on? What the, what the bleep are you, is going on here? So, uh, the article that I found uh, for Blanche actually referenced a previous article they'd written mentioning that this Ardenweald mount was super easy to get. So, um, so I went, o- went over there, uh, read over the article. I'm like, okay, this is pretty easy. And then, like, a day later... There was actually a world quest, uh, like a, a calling to go there and do the stuff in that area that it, that you get it. So I'm like, oh, well, like, why would I not do this? Like, I can super easily do this as I'm doing the the calling there uh, and uh, kill two birds with one stone. Uh, and took me a couple of tries. I think I had a couple of wrong turns there somewhere. Because uh, at one point it said to go right, and there was no right, and and it said to go the other time it said to go left, and there was no left to to go to. I'm like, okay, so I'm clearly missed a, a, a junction here. Uh, but yeah, uh, completed that, got that mount, uh, now have the flying unicorn, which is pretty cool. And uh, hopefully this time next week, if I play my cards right and get uh, out to the right spot in Revendreth. Uh, I may also have Blanche next week this time, so. Nice. Um, let's see. Other than that, uh, my most of my characters are still in Boralus or in Zaldzar. Uh, I did do a character transfer over to this weird server called Dalaran. Um, enjoyed these really weird people who uh, barely talked to me, uh, except when they were raiding. So, you know, that was pretty cool. 
What, what was what was the I, name I of that? Don't... What was the name of that group? I, I don't know. Um, who that could be. I, I don't know. They they called themselves a bunch of pawners. I don't know. Oh yeah, I've heard of those guys. They're they're you know some of them are some of them are jackasses. Honestly, <laughs> like there's this one warrior you want to watch out for specifically from there. He tends to die. Well, I mean, warriors suck, so you know it's fine. And quiet from Toasty. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, uh, I I made a deal uh, in my own head more than with anybody, any actual person, that if I hit 1.2 million gold on my mule, I would buy a token, which would give me just enough uh, Blizzard balance to purchase a transfer. Um as uh, some members of Valence of Nod on Dalaran have been encouraging me in uh, not at all subtle ways that I should get a character there and, and play with them. So uh, I hit that on, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? No, it was Wednesday. Maybe Thursday? I think you transferred on Thursday. Yeah, you transferred Thursday. Yeah, I, th- I think I hit that Wednesday night late uh, and did the transfer on Thursday. Yeah, because you, you were um, talking to me while I was dead about getting a gilded fight. <laughs> <laughs> Although, in your defense, you weren't as dead as often this past week, so. <laughs> so he had, to, he, had to, I mean, he had to find the right moment and he just happened to pick it this time. <laughs> I mean, in, in fairness, I did join your stream to watch just to see when you were dead so you can <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't think Toasty. I didn't think Ali here was going to be that dead that often. So uh, I, I figured out you were my better option for you know Reswald or uh, Invite Well Dead. You're not wrong. Uh, so Teleron the Worgen Druid has been renamed and transferred over to be Furcast the Worgen Druid. And uh, yeah, so that character. Uh, I've, I've logged onto the character four times, and there's been nobody on. That's actually really weird. It, it, it's been hilarious. That is weird. When have you logged in? Like crazy? Have you logged on like crazy times or something? Um, the afternoon. Because on my break, probably I think. Because yeah, even when I pop in during the day, sometimes like I popped in today because I remembered that I didn't turn in my uh, renowned quests. Like I completed them, I never turned them in. Um, so I went. I logged in today to do that quick before I inevitably forget tomorrow. And there were like six other people online. So it's weird that you that you happen to log in when nobody was online. Yeah. Um, at worst, nobody was talking. Uh, I mean, I I may have just been looking in the wrong place for for seeing. It's been a long time since I've actually seen people online in the guild, so I may have mistaken. Where to find who's online in a guild? But uh, yeah, so uh, I, I now have a uh, a character on Dalaran. I, I actually transferred over uh, my druid with about ninety thousand gold, uh, and changed real Medros that I made there ages ago uh, into uh, a, a mule, so that uh, I can actually have some like savings there. All right, and uh, yeah, uh, so 
that was kind of the highlights of my week. Uh, and I expect by this time next week, I'll be 60 on my death night and be working on my hunter next, I imagine. Uh, and I realized today that I actually already did the set the set of threats of fate on my hunter. So my next one, who is also going to be an Arden Wild, uh, is also not going to, is also one of the threads of fate, but the next one after that will be going through the whole campaign stuff. Like the whole story, normal way of leveling. So, um, I don't know when the Worgen's going to get his leveling time. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, it was an interesting but not overly exciting or notable week, I guess. Uh, but I get some a new pet, and actually a couple of new pets actually, and a new mount. So it's pretty cool. All right. So let's talk about what's coming up this week in WoW. So this week in WoW, we've got the Battleground bonus event that runs from January 26th to the February 1st. Uh, later on this week, we've got the Kirin Tor Tavern Crawl. That's on January 31st. Also on January 31st is the Dark Moon Fair that runs from the 31st. Till February 6th. That's it. Well, that's not very much. No, but fortunately, we've got a couple big news stories to talk about. We do. So, um, it was announced. I'm trying to think what day it was that it was announced. Uh, I think it was Friday. Friday? Yeah. So, Friday has announced, uh, or reported, that uh, a subsidiary of Activision called Vicarious Visions uh, was going to be merged into Blizzard Entertainment. And uh, the head of that division was, was going to become a part of the leadership team of Blizzard. Uh, and this team would, would help with help Blizzard with some of their current projects. Um I'll admit, I had never heard of this company before, so uh, I was not aware of what they'd done, uh, and and th- this is where our title for the show becomes a little more apparent. Uh, some of the titles they worked on <laughs> was Tony Hawk Pro Skater, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight, and Doom 3, uh, and the, the porting of those to other platforms. Um, they've been with Activision since 2005, so about 15 years, and... Uh, it's it's been rumored and, and talked about a fair bit uh, that they are actually working on a Diablo 2 remaster called Diablo 2 Resurrected. Um, and that, that has actually led to some other reporting from various sources uh, that uh, there's actually other stuff that's happened in the background leading up to this that has led to this decision. Um, so apparently... Uh, team One, which was the team that was working on Warcraft Reforged and and I think also WoW Classic as well, um, recently was disbanded. Um, employees from that team were given opportunities to apply and, and interview for other positions in the company. Um, those who did not or were not successful were trend, were uh, basically laid off or let, let go. Now. This has led to some some concerns uh, and, and some thoughts of the community about, uh, you know, oh, further steps by Activision to take over the company and to take control and, and ruin our game and, and all the other stuff that 
naturally comes with players who are unhappy about a decision. Um, I, I found it a bit ironic, guys, that a lot of the people I saw saying those things were some of the people who have voraciously attacked Blizzard for how poorly they did Warcraft 3 Reforged. And I find it odd to me that they're defending Blizzard, which made so many mistakes with the game that they did, uh, and are unhappy that they're bringing a new new group in to try and do Diablo 2 uh, Resurrected. Um, what do you guys think of, of uh, first, the, the, the bringing of this other studio into Blizzard, and then also uh, the, the rumor that they are working on a Diablo 2? Well, first, I'll talk about the bring Vicarious in. I mean, bringing new blood in is never a bad thing. Let's 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 get that out of the way. Hopefully, that'll help. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, shoot, invigorate? No, that's not the right word. I can't think of the right word. Revitalize. Yeah. Ho- hopefully it'll it'll help bring these bring these apparent uh, bring these rumored reforged or remastered pro- projects um, a bit more success and a bit more polish, especially when you compare it to um, Warcraft Three. And it, I I know it didn't live up to everybody's standards. It was it's largely viewed as uh, trying to think of a kinder word than failure. And I... Well, I mean, Team One didn't have only failures. Like, they also did StarCraft, and they also did uh, Heroes of the Storm. Um, unfortunately, two titles that are uh, not really expected to see much update lately. Yeah, so. other titles that are not being actively worked on. Like, um, like StarCraft. There's no more development being ha- happening there. Heroes, um, like. I'm trying to think of all the heroes that were released recently, and the only one that's coming to mind is Hogger. And I know, and I feel like there's been other ones, but I mean that, that they've done a couple that were like from their own like Heroes of the Storm universe, which those lore yeah. creations. Those heroes always confuse me because the whole point of Heroes of the Storm was to bring all the Blizzard IPs together. So like. Yeah, a bunch of other characters you could have worked with, and yeah. Anyway, uh, and and so considering that it's like a bunch of like a lot of new people coming in, I think there's like two hundred. This article said uh, people mm-hmm. coming in that will be part of Blizzard, and you know they have seen some success in. In bringing older games forward a little bit, so hopefully, hopefully that translates to success for something like Diablo Two. Because if they screw up Diablo Two, I suspect there will be many more angry people compared to Warcraft Three. Yes, I would imagine after what we saw in reaction to Diablo Immortal, a lot more angry people. Yeah, I'll be really curious to see in the long run how this all works out. 
I mean, it worked out well for Activision when they acquired King and they've, you know, been doing some work here and there with Vicarious and whatnot anyways. So I, I, I guess I feel okay about it. Just kind of intrigued to see how this plays out down the road. All these, so they'll be working out of, so they'll continue to work out of New York. So those are effectively going to be a Blizzard office in New York State. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've seen a few people who who work at Blizzard and have worked at Blizzard uh, commenting a lot on that fact. Um, there's a lot, basically saying like there's a lot of people who would love to work at Blizzard, uh, very talented people who just can't justify the cost of living in Irvine. Um, because it has high, high costs. Yeah. Because there's so many gaming companies there right now. Uh, and uh, I saw people who were like, yeah, I, I, I was offered a job at Blizzard um, I, for, for these reasons. And, like, they could be... I have pets who would not do well in uh, in an apartment sharing sharing with five other people because I can't afford to live on my own on a Blizzard salary, which is a Blizzard problem, not uh, an Irvine problem. Um, and, and other things like, um, just homes are too expensive there. The few that are actually available, like homes in Irvine, California go for very high prices because the people who can afford them are senior vice presidents. Um, and, and you're getting not much for what you're paying. So, uh, it's, it's not easy. Um, so hopefully the option for working out of a New York office versus a Irvine, California office might be a bit better uh, with the ease of commuting from like New Jersey to New York. So, but there's lots of potential options there. So hopefully that, that new door being opened for for relocation will allow them to get more people into the company that are more viable. Um, but uh, unsurprisingly, a lot of people who were on Team One that have left Blizzard uh, have gone to work for this company called Dreamhaven. Have you heard of it? You know, it <laughs> sounds familiar. Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, it, this this Mike guy created it uh, recently. Um, I, I think I've heard of him somewhere. I can't remember where. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, it's very interesting to this move. Um, I'm very curious to see how it's going to go going forward and how. Uh, it will affect Blizzard in their productions. Um, hopefully, some of the mistakes they made on uh, on some of those other titles Team One was working on uh, can be avoided by by learning from past mistakes. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but good luck to the folks from Vicarious Visions in their uh, merger into Blizzard Entertainment. Yeah, hopefully it's a smooth one. So, so I'm guessing the next one, uh, due to the source, is going to be coming from from Toasty. Let's guess. No, no. Really? He he didn't take that. Really? I would have thought he would have taken that big dumb guild. <laughs> no, I think he gave it to me because it's you know, dungeons and raids are kind of kind of my thing. There's, there is a method to my <laughs> topic assignment madness. Uh, well, I mean, madness, period, but yeah, okay. Your your method works very well, Toasty. All right, let's talk about <laughs> some Castle Nathria. Yes, so 
Big dumb killed. <laughs> there you go. There is my stupid moment of the day. All right. Does that does that make you feel better? I mean, it's not as stupid as walking out oh, okay. in a uh, tank top and sweats <laughs> when it's minus thirty outside, when you're covered in sweat. True. True. I was, I was trying. Trying. I appreciate the effort. I do. I do. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> so let's try this again. Big dumb guild. Although I think now they're, it's now it's B D G G, which I think is big dumb golden guardian or something like that because they teamed up with golden guardian. It's big dumb guild. It's those people from <laughs> Race to World First. They had an interview recently with Wowhead, and this included their GM, one of the founding members as well, the ranged officer, who is also a guide rider. A tank of theirs, who's also apparently a data wizard, and one of the recruitment officers, and also one of the founding members, and basically just asked them various questions about Nathria. I'm not going to read every single one of their answers, obviously. The first question was, how has this, as a first tier, differed from previous expansions? Um, And overall, it seems like they're pretty happy with it. They think it compares very well. They thought it was a good challenge, more of a challenge than what they were expecting, but they really enjoyed it and it kind of gives them hope for future tiers and that, you know, they might be more challenging and everything. They were asked uh, how class stacking was better or if it was worse than previous tiers. This answer kind of ranged a bit. Sometimes they, you know, a couple of them said it was pretty similar. One just outright was like, it's worse. <laughs> um, nothing too stand standout-ish there. One question was, how is class balance as a whole? And it seems like it was fairly decent. Pretty, pretty, pretty good there. Another one, this one had like big answers. With the changes to loot gating and drop rates, how did split rating fare this tier? And basically with how loot's been dropping and how much it can be a challenge to get loot, the loot you want from raid, and how much easier it was to get loot from, say, PvP. And sometimes Mythic Plus didn't even feel like it was worth it because of how loot is right now. So they kind of went into that a little bit with... uh, how that's looking but it kind of seems like it wasn't um as important but still kind of necessary it, it didn't feel as profitable time-wise in the long run for some of them and i mean they they did what they could but yeah wasn't wasn't as good Another one was, how much of a role do you think Covenants played? Which was interesting. And basically they explained that the Covenants don't feel super balanced quite yet. I mean, overall, most of their players did choose the Covenant that was, you know, their best in slot. And there were certain Covenants for Race to Rule First that were helpful to have. And it may not have gone exactly as Blizzard would have liked since it was so needed to have certain 
covenants for certain fights. They were also asked what their favorite bosses or, or second favorite as well. And two of them list Sire Denathrius, which I think might be my favorite fight. It's a good fight. It's so um, good. Yeah. Three of them list, uh, three of them list Sledgefist, which I was not expecting. I did not realize that so many people liked Sledgefist that must that much. I don't know why the thing word Sledgefist messed up my speech, but it does. Um, and then another person says Enerva, which I really like the Enerva fight. But yeah, all of them, all of them were actually really happy with Sledgefist, all four of them. And they felt like it was tuned pretty well. Maybe a touch over tuned, but for the most part, they, they felt like it was tuned pretty well. None of them like Stone Legion Generals. Because when they're asked what their least favorite was, they all said Stone Legion Generals, just hands down. Just no no debate there. And then last question was, what changes do you hope to see in the next raid? Uh, they talk about some things with obviously the adjustment to loot and loot drops and that kind of thing. No more 12 minute fights, which I get. <laughs> and I think that's part of the reason why they did not like generals. Cause that is a long, long fight. Um, there's, they, they still would like to have master loot, uh, which I, especially for their case, I, I definitely understand that. Um, also, they had an issue here and there with uh, kind of last minute reworks of fights, which kind of threw a, a wrench in their their plans. But, you know, they obviously they worked it out because they got second place. So uh, overall, they, they, it seems like they're they're pretty happy with the raid. Um, they, they're hoping that Stygia and Stol- Solash get tweaked some because that's going to help with, you know, legendaries and whatnot. Uh, and just the, the main complaint seems to be gearing and loot because it's kind of weird right now if you only want pve content if you're not willing to do pvp and apparently specifically arena rbgs it's uh it's a it's a little tricky to get the gear up right now and uh, that's that's about it but i can definitely i can see what they're saying about uh their favorite fights and least favorite fights and I do think gearing is uh, loot loot's a bit uh, a little bit rough right now. It seems like they went from one extreme to the other with loot when they need to find kind of a happy medium. Yeah, I, I, I will say I, I kind of see where they're coming from with the from the perspective of like viewing Sludge Fist as kind of like a perfect ra- a perfect raid encounter. I, even looking at it from our perspective on from from what we've done, like it was pretty correctly tuned like we weren't dying because we just flat out weren't doing enough damage or whatever we were dying because of mechanics and it was something that you kind of had to learn as you and and master throughout your progression on that fight yeah and those mechanics i mean chains for example that's that's personal responsibility right there yes um which for some people that's tricky um because mechanics are a, a challenging thing for them but I think once, in, in general, at least, at least for our raid, you know, once people got that aspect of it down, like, we, we, we got it down pretty well. I think there was only one pool where DPS was an issue, but that's also because we had people die to change. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and, you're, and you're right about the personal, there's so much personal responsibility on that fight, fight 
like uh, managing like managing the chains is a huge part of that and if you're not managing that correctly then then you're boned yeah <laughs> yeah and it's tricky too because say um if you just this is i'm not calling anyone out this is just a, an example if you were a class that has a speed boost or something and you're chained to someone else and you move out for uh the melee AOE thingy he does and then you rush back in. If you rush back in too quickly ahead of your chain person, you're going to kill both of you people. Yep. And that's yeah. that's kind of on you. So like it's it's uh it definitely that's an aspect that some people are struggling with depending on their class. Man, you have no idea how many times I've almost hit charge. Yeah. Like char <laughs> charge or heroic leap would have just ruined that encounter for me and like it's 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 so ingrained in my head now where okay i run out of an ability and i charge back in charges yeah. are cool and, and I that's leap in. yep that's the tricky part and then for range it was tricky if someone wasn't moving out of the rubble and getting stunned in it but they're attached to someone who's chained and since we're all grouped up like it's hard to see if your person you're chained to got stunned so the person who's chained is following the group like they're supposed to. And the person who's stunned gets too far away because they're stunned and, and kills them both. So mm. it's that was a tricky one, too. Um, and again, it goes back to the personal responsibility of not getting stunned. You know what's almost worse on Sludge Fist? Mm. Um, getting like normally I think a lot of people in that fight would think, OK, I got linked to somebody with a move with a like with a similar movement abilities to myself. It's like they, we have similar mobility. Um, that would be the more optimal option because you can both rush in, right? Right. Um, yeah. For me, I'm finding that is not the case. It is. It is. I, I I am less worried when I'm linked to say a death knight who doesn't have a lot of of mobility, because I know reliably that they're just going to run back in. Right. If I'm if I'm linked to a monk, or a warrior, yeah. or a demon hunter, I'm worried. Like, I we both in the back of my head, I'm I'm thinking we both have movement abilities. Should we be using them, or are we both just running in? Yeah. And it's been my experience, at least, that we're just saying, you know, what? we're playing it safe. We're just gonna run back in. But man, if it, if that's not a worry, every time I get linked to a high mobility class it's like oh yep. i know that got my husband are you gonna do it th th that got my husband killed a few times when he'd be linked with someone who can you know find a way to quickly get back and then it gets them both killed yeah, yeah. but yeah i i, I like what i like what they were saying about this article um they, they have some good points there and even though they um, are you know like a raid for race world first you know guild like it's still um reflect some of the opinions that we've had as you know uh i, I wouldn't put like casual try hard maybe like we're not casual but we're not like we're hardcore, hardcore casuals hardcore casuals okay i'd go with that yeah <clears throat> it's what the, it's the name of my last guild and oh, okay. I, felt, I felt like that summed up our <laughs> our commitment to rating appropriately yeah yeah so, so um, Josie, I'm, I'm curious uh how do you feel as a, a fan of big dumb guild that they got u.s second and how do you feel about the fact that fat shark yes got eu third uh, two oh, guilty you're a huge fans of oh i love it 
love it so much great job folks hopefully hopefully the hopefully your success continues in shadowlands and hopefully you can remove the us and eu uh from your rankings and just slap world in front of it oh fat shark yes got fourth worldwide ninth they got ninth under nathrius Okay, uh, then I'm. Then I don't know what I'm looking at then, because it says you're fourth. But all right. Wait, wait, wait a minute. It says ninth on mine. What the? What? What? We, we what the heck? In different places. That, that's fine. All right. Um, one thing I am going to say about this interview, um, and this is going to speak specifically to covenants, because I know that's a hot topic for a lot of people. People yeah. are still on about the covenants and them not being balanced and all that, and they're going to use this interview as an example of why covenants are are bad and we should feel bad for liking them the way they are. Um, these guys are talking from the perspective of world first... Right. Uh, of world first raiders. So yes, absolutely. Every every last number is going to matter to them. And like if they can eke out an extra percentage in their DPS, they're going to do it. Yeah, big deal for them. For Yeah, for, for a group like our raid group like it's not even a consideration the only the only time we even consider what covenant another person is part of is because we're dreading when seraphis says at the beginning of every pull fleshy hood <laughs> i think it's funny it's, he's got me saying it out to my tk <laughs> so just keep that in mind like yes it, like if you're if you're pursuing like mythic and stuff especially still even even now at this at this point in the, in, in the in the tier you're still going to be trying to eke out every bit of dps and th that is going to matter to a degree it's not going to it's not going to be as big a deal for you guys as it was for people like the readers from big dumb guild yep that is a very good point oh, also yes master loot Please, Blizz. Yeah. Just, just, just so, just so Sarah can stop yelling anima after we kill everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the, in the end, I mean, it, it really comes down to different guilds or different groups have different priorities and yeah. will have a different view on things. Uh, you know, a world first running guild is going to have a different idea of what is a good system or what works for them. Than I do, somebody who you know doesn't care about comps, doesn't care about what that gives you. I, I just care about am I enjoying myself. So yeah. All right, let's move on. So speaking of enjoying yourself, uh, for those who like to play alts, Toasty, would you say uh, Shadowlands is all friendly? That that is a complicated question. It sure Fortunately. Is. Fortunately, Renata over at Warcast did this extremely thorough write-up. She worked so hard on this. And it, it, like, forewarning, it is a lengthy read. We're not going to go over every single point because it is... She, she has a lot to say about certain aspects of the Shadowlands experience. And a lot of them are very valid. Um, so... When you're talking, when you when you when you're trying to figure out if an expansion's alt friendly, you got to consider all these systems that are in play for that expansion. In this case, we're going to be looking at stuff like world quests, 
the anima system, sanctums, and gearing, uh, and also like the starting experience for the expansion. Now, for for those of you familiar with previous starting expansions, for, for for various for previous starting experiences, like in Legion and like in BFA, you know, yet you to go through it the one time, yes, but then you could skip it on subsequent ults. Uh, no such system exists right now for Shadowlands, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, now you might be thinking, oh, maybe I can just kind of blitz through the the Maw entry zone. And like it's not as bad as uh, it is as, as I'm making it out to be in my head. Um, well, uh, I'm also going to say no to that. <laughs> uh, re reading through... Uh, Reading through this write-up, uh, one thing that is uh, apparent to many people, I'm sure, who have leveled up multiple characters is there's a lot of just like mandatory dialogue that you can't skip during that starting experience. And there's a couple escort quests which don't, you know, which which aren't necessarily speedy, so that's going to slow down your leveling experience through that. Like, um, I, I, there was a time that she had listed here. I think it was somewhere in the area of 45 minutes. Yeah, 45 minutes to get through that that starting experience. And while that's not, you know, that's not a Torghast Twisted Corridors run, it's still a decent chunk of time to be putting into just getting started into Shadowlands. Yeah. Um, and uh, keep in mind also that in this write-up, uh, she did compare, like, a higher, a higher geared character versus lower geared character, and it didn't make a significant difference, really. Sorry, Medris, you wanted to say something. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, Renata put the the one of the biggest problems I have with the Maw very well. The Maw entry line suffers from a serious case of exposition overload. There's way too much time spent listening to people tell us what's happened or what's going on or what where things are or who's doing what. And not enough time actually doing stuff. Agree, one hundred percent. And like, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed my experience in the mod during the during my first go through it. Like, it, that was a lot of fun, and you know, it was it, it it served as a good entry point into Shadowlands. I don't need that again for subsequent characters. And it's not like the concept of a skip is foreign to Blizzard at this point, because hey, we had it in BFA, we had it in Legion. Throw, throw us a bone, Blizz. Or just make it so yes, that we please. can skip the dialogue. Uh, she talked a bit about world quests, too, and kind of the comparison between BFA and Shadowlands. In Shadowlands, the reality is there just, there just aren't as many world quests as there were in BFA. BFA, they were plenty, and they offered a plethora of rewards. Um... And some of them were on the simpler side of things. You could just kill a thing and you were done. Shadowlands, not only are there fewer, but some of them are more complicated. They're, they're a multi-step thing. And those one-off quests are, except for the world boss, just not there at all. Which isn't helpful if your aim is to complete callings on as many characters as possible. Because, well... 
the, the world quests are just going to take longer to do. And you're not going to be able to complete the callings as frequently as you would have, say, the uh, emissary quests in previous expansions. Also, just, like, the rewards from world quests. Um, Medros, I'm sure you can attest to this, haven't been great. Get a paltry sum of anima, which we'll talk about a bit later. Um, the gear upgrades are few and far between. Which, Medros, you've mentioned that a couple times over the past few weeks. Yeah, actually, uh, kind of on that topic, I, I did forget to mention, uh, I did a bit of tracking, because uh, I was curious kind of where I was sitting at for gear. Uh, and uh, I did find that uh, I just this week hit Superior on two of my alts. Uh, they're all now caught up to the same point in the campaign quests and the same point in Renown. So at the end of this week, they're all sitting at 23 Renown. They're all at stage, uh, uh, completed stage six of the campaign quests. Um, my my three characters that went through the world boss last week, only one of them actually got any loot. Um, so that's, yeah, that's still an issue for me. Uh, and I am now able to actually upgrade my campaign uh, armor rewards. So some of those have been brought back onto my characters as, oh, you're now better than what I had replacing you. But yeah, there's still significant issues with, with loot. Um, the armor you're getting and the weapons you're getting from uh, from que from uh, world quests are, are often not even close to what you have. Uh, that's, big, that's a big issue for me. Uh, but yeah, they've they've, they've definitely uh, they they definitely seem to have identified things they did not like about world quests and made changes to them due to that. Um, a, a lot of stuff she mentions here that's changed is like yeah, that, that, uh, what in in BFA I was looking for the kill one guy you're done. Uh, those aren't there anymore. Um, a lot of world quests require multiple stages, um, and the rewards are pretty poor. Um, even, like, there was one time where I went around it on one character, because I, I was just trying to finish the, the anima quest uh, as soon as possible. I did every anima thing, and I only got 150 anima across all the anima quests that were up right at that, point, at that moment. That's pretty crappy. Because uh, mm -hmm. since that's a pretty significant currency that we need for so many things in this in this expansion. So, that's that's another thing she brings... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Ellie. I was just going to say, sometimes it feels like Blizzard wanted us to kind of feel what the denizens of the Shadowlands are feeling. You know, a lot of people don't like the Maw. The Maw is supposed to be hell. You don't want to be in hell. They don't want you to like the Maw. And then, I mean, Tosi, you're about ready to bring this up, but like, there's an anima drought. It feels like they want us to feel <laughs> that anima drought. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> she, Another she thing... Did, uh, sorry, I was going to say, she does bring up one thing that I think... Uh, would make the Shadowlands feel less painful in a World Quest standpoint, and that is the return of the Flightmaster's Missile. Because yeah, there are there aren't as many flight points. No, there general, are very few, like three or four in some zones. Yeah, and I always thought we'd we get some kind of uh, Covenant Hearthstone or something like that because we've gotten something similar in the past. You know, we had a Garrison Hearthstone, for example, like. I thought I thought we'd get a Covenant Hearthstone, but 
Um, yep, that's what that we all help. thought those Hearthstones <laughs> were going to be I, that we bought for that we had the chance to buy for Anima, and then when some of us bought them, we were very disappointed. Yeah, I would really love. I would so very very much love to have a Sanctum Stone. So another system that we've talked a little bit about already is Anima. As we said, there Anima is a large portion of uh, some of the end game content. Not necessarily for everybody, but you know, it it's a it's a significant part of what's available to do end game nonetheless. And really, the like, yes, we can get Anima from many places, but the amount that we get from those from those is paltry like it's it's like you can get them in multiples of five or 35 sometimes you get an item that gives you 250 but that's rare and the world quests that offer anima i mean those aren't great either and you know depending on the world quest they don't it doesn't necessarily scale up to the amount of effort you're putting into it uh, one example that she uses in this write-up is uh there's a quest in Bastion for floating through some rings, and sometimes you'll get 140 anima for that. But meanwhile, there's another world quest where you gotta fill a bar, and you get 35. Like, the, the 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 effort to reward ratio is a little bit off. Yeah. Um, although don't tell don't tell Sarah that the, the people are having trouble getting anima because he might flip out on you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. hey Sarah Fis, I am really struggling with getting anima. If you have any suggestions, I'd love to hear your thoughts. He'll just tell you to raid with us. He'll get anima for every boss kill. That's <laughs> uh, not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, like one 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 thing that she suggested that I actually really like is like um. And she calls it a, a, tr- a trickle generation of anima, like even on a low scale. So at least you're reliably getting anima. We, we've we've got the anima conductor uh, for all of our confidence. One would assume that that helps us, you know, get anima. I at, have at, never at gotten a, anima at a passive rate. From that. <laughs> I've never gotten anima from that. Yeah. And and just the rewards that you get from from the animal rewards you get from bosses and whatnot is just it's it's downright insulting. Thirty five for killing a raid boss. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's that's a little rough. Like at least give us two fifty. Like because we get two fifty if we're killing the world boss. Wait, raid bosses only give thirty five anima. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Jeez. I, w- I wish. Yeah, I'm not. I, no, no, I'm not reading. No, sorry. In, in, <laughs> in order, in, in order for me to get as much anima, uh, to get more anima from a from raid bosses than from a world boss, I'd have to fully clear the raid. It's a guaranteed way of getting 350 anima. If assuming I get anima on every boss. Or I could just do a world boss and get 250. Yep. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> the anim the anima the anima reward system could use some work, especially for people who are, you know, doing all the things that require anima. Like 
I'm not I'm not doing all the things that re that require that that require Adam. I'm not using those systems as much as as other people are. But like, there are certain things I want to buy eventually that cost anima, and uh, it's gonna be a while. Give me more anima, please, Blizzard. Yes, I mean this this article is about you know being alt friendly. I'm so busy trying to get anima on my main when I have a chance to, not necessarily grinding it as I could, um, but I don't feel like I want to grind it because it doesn't feel worth it. Yeah, but because of that, like. I don't know when I'm going to actively try to get anima on my alts. Just personally. Oh yeah, I I, I agree. Like unless there's something done to increase the amount of anima we get, any alt that I that I level up without this expansion, like uh, not very much time is going to be spent going into in, into unlocking all the various things that I can do with anima it just it's it's not gonna happen which this whole anima discussion ties us into sanctums because sanctums are very much dependent on how much anima you get because hey you need to you need to pay for those upgrades with anima and souls but mostly anima at least the souls like there's very much a, defi a defined pace as to how yeah. as to where I'm getting the souls and how I acquire those. And, yeah, and and honestly, some of those rewards are like some of the upgrades are not great. Like I've got the mirror transportation network for the Venthyr, which is great. You know, I I can get around places like pretty effectively. But the, uh, I think it's the tier three uh, mirror network. Apparently, it gives me a mirror to Oribos, but also apparently it's a one-way ticket. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm never doing that final upgrade for my uh, my portal network. There's no way. Like I'm okay with doing one and two at this point, especially now, especially in a pre-flying world. Yeah, get kick. I can kick around uh, Revendreth faster. That's fantastic. But for a one-way ticket, uh, I have a Hearthstone for a one-way ticket. <laughs> and again, like I said, the, the, the anima is a problem anyway, so getting up to that point, it's going to be a little tough. And then, and then there's the gearing thing. Like gearing, and we, we've talked about it a couple times over the past little over, over the past few shows. Uh, getting gear um, has been a problem for some people, especially if you're not PvPing. Now, that's one thing I meant to preface this whole discussion with. This this alt friendliness guide or write up and review is built is written around the premise of PVE only. PvP absolutely is going to be easier. It gives you more avenues for gear and whatnot, but that's just not some people's cup of tea. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, gear, like, getting geared up is harder. Um, as For reasons that we've mentioned on previous shows, like, the fact is that just 
gears dropping from less sources and even and from the sources we've expected it to it's kind of it feels like it's a bit of the lower side too we're not getting it we're not getting gear from world quests on, on a frequent basis and even then it's and when we do it's lower than what we expected it to be um the Mythic Plus, uh, getting gear through Mythic Plus has kind of, has changed. While while you're going to get higher level gear from your reward or whatever, the gear you're going to get at the end of the Mythic Plus is still going to be pretty low compared to compared to rating anyway. Like at least, but the Great Vault, the Great Vault, the Great Vault has been helping out with some of the gearing problems. Uh, it's giving us choices for gear and all that. Unfortunately, it's a slave to the RNG system where sometimes you're going to end up with choosing between, you know, gear you already have or uh, side grades or whatever. And then you're going to have to go with the uh, with the consolation prize of Stygia, which for some people is not going to be that big of a thing because they're not tackling... Uh, the Maw or Torghast as much. Speaking of Torghast, that's another problem. Yeah. <laughs> For if if you're if you're approaching this from an an, an altaholic perspective, there's so much time investment that has to, that that goes into Torghast. Um, doing it on multiple tunes not necessarily going to be the most time effective. Especially if you're running Torghast with the intent of just chasing, with building as many of your legendaries out as you can. Um, one of the proposals that she makes in her guide here is, in her write-up is maybe making Soul Ash an account-wide currency. So at least that way, you know, you could... You could run it on multiple characters and have the ability to gear multiple alts through your generation of Soul Ash from whatever character you happen to run through Torghast on that week. Which would be nice. But again, that would only really help with some of these other, like, alt-unfriendly systems were kind of addressed. Yeah, I think re Renown catch-up feels alright. Yeah. But, yeah, there are a lot of really great points made in this art. I mean, personally, like I still love Shadowlands, <laughs> but it's not perfect. There's still room for improvement. And oh, yeah. we haven't even got our 9.1 patch yet. So I still have high hopes that they're going to address some of these things. So the conclusions that, that uh, Renata came to at the end of this write-up is no. Shadowlands is not particularly alt-friendly. She did give a bunch of recommendations to kind of address the alt-friendliness of Shadowlands. And some of them are, like, definitely doable. Like, including a mock a maw skip option for your entry quest. Bringing back the one-kill world quest. Now, I know some people didn't like those because it was just a, kind of a raffle stomp. Bring them back, but make them harder. Whatever. Maybe not at the tier of, you know, the world boss, but, you know... Make it harder. Gear-centric world quests. Fix, fix the bonus area reward systems. Increasing anima. Increasing anima would help so much with 
with the orc friendliness. And, you know, whether it be through anima drops or the trickle generation of anima or uh, whatever. Um, gear drop, increasing the gear drops a little bit in dungeons and raids. I, I know we talked about this a few weeks ago where BFA and Legion kind of gave us gear from everywhere and we eventually ran into the problem of like we have too much gear. There's no point in me running a raid right now because I'm already geared out. Like, find the happy medium, Blizz. You, you, yeah, you swung too much in the opposite direction, as is tradition. So just, just come back, come back to the middle, please. And um, she ends it with bringing back the fight master's whistle. Yep, that would be nice. <laughs> you guys agree with her conclusion? I think so. I don't. There's some of the things that she's suggesting that I I don't I don't see happening for you know Lord's story and that kind of thing I, I don't see them making uh, sanctums or building sanctums in Catwide no especially yeah, I don't see that if it's like different sanctums well she does she does address that though in her article she does say like if if you if all of your Kyrians had one sanctum and all your Nightfay had one sanctum and all your Venthyr had one and all your Necrolords had one, uh, and, and and they were all working at it together, um, and and she even actually suggested a way to make it work with the already existing built ones. Say, uh, I my next uh, Arden wield one, uh, it gets that character gets a bunch of stuff built up, uh, and then. They bring on a system where it's all one, but take the most developed one, refund the anima used on the other one. Yeah. And and then that makes it all better, really. Um, I, I will say my thoughts here, um, there's definite improvements on the alt-friendliness. Uh, the Renown significantly improved uh, as a catch-up mechanic. Um, there, there's absolutely going to be issues um, and there's definitely things they can do to improve uh, but I see good beginnings now let's just get to the finish line and improve more stuff um, to your point on the Covenant Sanctum thing there Ali like, I agree like, I don't think I don't think that would happen realistically but also I don't feel as though that solution is necessary if they fix the the problem of anima. If if, if we're get, if we're getting anima at an increased rate through drop rates and just volume, it's like this year volume of the reward we get. Like I don't see the covenant sanctum upgrades as much of an issue if the anima acquisition is addressed yeah I can see that but I guess that would depend on how much they increase it right yeah like uh, what I really like about this article is that uh, a lot of it takes the emotion out of of how we feel about this stuff um and, and it's, it's a lot of just the facts you know uh, a fully upgraded sanctum costs 80,000 anima a fully upgraded garrison costs you 16,000 garrison resources. Um, and that 
it doesn't include like all the other stuff you're spending anima on. You know, there, there's there's some really good points here, uh, and, and they're, they're they're removing the emotion from it, which is good. Because Blizzard always says, "Take the emotion out of it, give us the facts." Yep, exactly. All in all, very well written, Renata. Bravo to you. And yes, bring back the fire. Bring back, bring back the whistle. Agreed. All right. Well, I think that was it for news this week. Unless you guys had anything else you wanted to say on that topic. Nope. All right. In that case, I'm going to talk about our first sponsor. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This week, we're going to take a look at book five and the final book of the Trials of Apollo series, The Tower of Nero. Let's have a listen. The train rolled through the suburbs of Washington. The late afternoon sun flickered between the buildings like the lamp of an old movie projector. It was a wonderful time of day. When a sun god should be wrapping up his work, heading to the old stables to park his chariot, then kicking back at his palace with a goblet of nectar, a few dozen adoring nymphs, and a new season of the real goddesses of Olympus to binge watch. Not for me, though. I got a creaking seat on an Amtrak train and hours to binge-watch Meg's stinky shoes. At the opposite end of the car, the Amphis Bina still made no threatening moves. Unless one considered drinking water from a non-reusable bottle an act of aggression. Why, then, were my neck hairs tingling? I couldn't regulate my breathing. I felt trapped in my window seat. Perhaps I was just nervous about what awaited us in New York. After six months in this miserable mortal body, I was approaching my endgame. Once again, that was The Tower of Nero, the fifth book of the Trials of Apollo series, written by Rick Riordan, narrated by Rick, Robbie Damon. You can find that and nearly 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. And we'd like to thank Audible for their support of the show. So, our question of the week for last week was, what kind of rewards would you add to the Twisting Corridors? Ben Andalasia says more cosmetic slash transmog rewards. Also, not a reward, but can we get a checkpoint in there somewhere? And I think that pretty much uh, sums up what a lot of people are requesting from Twisting Corridors. So much what, so that nobody else answered. What if the what if one of the rewards was a checkpoint? Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry that 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 lack of answers is is kind of my fault. Uh, though people usually answer in our Discord pretty frequently. Uh, oddly enough, uh, not a lot of people did. So uh, next week's question is: Do you think Shadowlands is alt friendly? We'd love to hear your thoughts. I think we've thoroughly given our answers here. Uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing what you guys say, and I will make sure I tweet it out this week, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, time for shoutouts. Toasty, you first. Shoutout to Patrick Lining. You gave us five good years, man. Five exciting years. Uh, like I know that your time in Winnipeg kind of ended on a bad note. Uh, with the rumors flying around and everything, but 
you gave us good hockey to watch over five years, and good luck in Columbus. <laughs> the way you said that. <laughs> Dude, don't really need to ask how Toasty feels about Columbus. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, that no, wait, wait, hold on, wait, no, no, I like, I like the Blue Jackets, like honestly, I do. I didn't, I didn't mean right. to, I didn't mean to have it come out that way. All, all right then, uh, we we believe you, Toasty. We believe you. It's okay, it's pretty good. It's one of my favorite jerseys. That's true. Right. We 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 understand, Toasty. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Allie, how about you? My shout out is to Renata, who wrote that article. She has been working so hard for Wowhead. She's done so many guides. She's assisted in others. And she's just working her her booty off and doing a fantastic job. Every one of her guides I've read so far are just really well written. And she's done some great things. So my shout out is to her. It's making me realize I should pay attention to who's actually writing these Wowhead guides because, like, yeah, I don't usually pay attention to it. And I, like you said, it, this was really well written, and uh, I'm definitely going to be reading more of these. Jeez, Toasty, be more polite to writers. God, more, more respectful, man. Jeez. And she's a fellow podcaster, it's man. It, it's funny because one of like a friend of mine that like. Like uh, one of my old cadets from back in the day is a well is a guide writer as well. He writes warlock guides. Nice. And um, yeah, I've definitely read some of this stuff without realizing it. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I look back later. Like, oh, cool. Medros, how about you? What is your shout out? Uh, my shout out. Uh, I, I I meant to do this one. A while back, and and uh, my sincerest apologies uh, for not having done it then. Um, it, it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, we got an email from somebody who, um, uh, the best way I can put it is 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 probably one of the founding members of Heroes of Lordaeron, uh, the official All Things Azeroth Guild that I think only I am in the of the of the people on the hosting staff of this guild of the show are actually part of. Um, he was actually one of the founding members of that guild, uh, pre-Cataclysm. Uh, he joined myself and several other guild members when we did a ride around uh, pre-Cataclysm, right, the, you know, the night before the the Cataclysm hit, to say goodbye to a few po- folks that we knew were going away. Um, and he emailed a, a few weeks ago, um, and I totally, totally forgot to read his email. Uh, so, uh, Lou Gallardi, uh, this is a shout out to you. Thank you for, uh, being a listener for so long. Uh, not sure if you listen the entire time, but, um, glad to see you're doing okay. And, uh, thanks for the email. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that is going to be about it. Uh, let's do our outro. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, our number is 1785-ATA-WOW5 or 1785-282-9695. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. And if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. 
can also check out Ali's show at DungeonFables.com and my stream over at Twitch.tv slash ToastyPostyCan. You can also find us on Twitter. The show is at AllThingsAZ. For Medros, it's at Medros. Fandeth is at Fandeth. Ali is at AliAndrusK. And I'm at ToastyPostyCan. And you can find the network over at Dawnforge. And please check out the other show on the Dawnforge network, GroupQuest. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care. Happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of more, hopefully, great WoW news. And hopefully, hopefully my frog's whole shape. I like turtles. (laughs) We know. Copyright 2021 Dawnforge Productions. Head to thedawnforge.com for more information.